You are listening to Two Jerks, One Vote, the Jerkatorium Song Fight Review Podcast, and this week we're reviewing the Indigo Wave Song Fight songs. Enjoy our judgmental blather. Hi, I'm Chumpy, and this is the Jerk. Hi. Now here's how this thing works. We've won some fights enough that we think we know our stuff. We'll listen to your submission, subjected to our praise and our derision. I know that sounds unfair. But you're not obliged to care Yeah, you're gonna lose this song fight And yes, I'm talking to you Yeah, you're gonna lose this song fight Deep down inside you know that it's true Most of these bands are gonna lose When the song fight is done and your band's won And by your band's won, I don't mean your band's won With bands being a contraction of band has and won me in the past tense of Oh my god, we got a lot to talk about, dude. We do. I, I wrote down a lot of stuff as an introduction. Do you want to start out, though, with yeah, whatever well, you got? Yeah, you want to start out with Blue Woman, yes? Yeah, it's a good fight. Uh, Berkeley Social Scene won. They did great. A little surprised that Paco didn't get more votes. A little surprised that Third Cat didn't. Well, I'm not surprised it didn't win. It was a little bit of a, a thinker. Yeah, he tied for second with Glenn Case. And, you know, I think this is the way that I would have scored it if I was judging and just was able to arbitrarily uh, rank them. I think I would have ranked them this way. I think I probably would have made it a four-way tie. Or <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting more and more on Third Cat's side, so I think I probably would have put them uh, out at top. But it doesn't matter. It was all good, good, good stuff. Yeah. You remember last fight when I was listening to Glenn Case's song and talking about it? I was really in awe of his harmony parts, and I was wondering if he instinctively knows how to sing harmony or if he, like, you know, maps everything out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know the answer now. So Glenn Case released a, like, three-and-a-half-hour video of him making the song from start to finish, including oh writing God. the lyrics. Uh-huh. And uh, you can you can scrub past a lot of the boring stuff where he's just, like, with a pen and a paper scratching his head thinking about the lyrics. But, yeah, you get to see him do the harmony, and the answer is he instinctively knows how to sing harmony. Like, you know, if I were doing it, I'd think, okay, what are the notes in the chord behind me? And then what are the notes of the main melody? And let's see... Should the harmony part move in contrary motion or in parallel motion? And, you know, it's like he doesn't do any of that. He just wings it and it sounds good. There were a couple of times he had to try a few different things until he got it. And and some things he nailed it on the first try. So, yeah, he just uses his ears and not his music theory brain. So good job, Glenn Kiss. That's really cool. If you... uh. Yeah. If you want to see his method, it's it's great. He plays drums, bass, guitar, does everything, and it comes out sounding great. Wow. Cool. Cool. I don't want to take anything away from him, but that's kind of what I do, too, when I do my backing vocals. Yeah, you guys so, have good ears. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and I'll go in and I'll, I will make mistakes, and sometimes I'll redo a track if, if there's like something that's obviously sour, but more often than not, I'll just fix it with flex because I'm lazy. <laughs> so... So yeah, but yeah, no, that's uh, I'll I'll go check that out. Then sounds awesome. Yeah, uh, let's see. I also wanted to talk about the cover art. Oh yeah, great, great design, great neat. You know, and not just the the cover art, but also the web page as a whole. Yeah, what Lunkhead did with that is wonderful, and I'm really glad that they had some original 
you know, really good art from that was from Glennie, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a good artist. And uh, so I would like to think that I would have caught this on my own. But Glennie actually wrote to me and pointed some things out about the cover art. So the trumpet player I got looks kind of like Miles Davis in the cover yeah. art. Um, yeah. That is supposed to be Miles Davis. And he has an album called Kind of Blue, which, mm-hmm. you know, Indigo is kind of blue. Yeah. And the yeah. guitar figure in the art is, uh, it's based on the old guitarist and it's from Picasso's blue period. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you probably got that being cultured and shit, but. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking about doing an original, you know, for, for this one too. And one of the things that I was looking at was the, um, what, what's that guy's name? Is it Hasukai or something like that? I'll, I'll edit this if I, if I got this wrong. But the the famous waves uh, in the famous Japanese. Oh yeah, painting. I totally know what that looks like. Yeah, it's like a bunch of Japanese guys on a boat and this massive wave cresting over them. Yeah, yeah. This may or may not be a, a homage to that or a reference to that too. But that's one of the first things that I was kind of like thinking about when I was going to do it. But you know, didn't. So it doesn't matter. But this this is awesome. I'm glad I didn't because I'm glad that this one uh, got in. It's uh, really clever. Can we talk about the site redesign with, and even though there may be spoilers for people who don't know all of this? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh my I God. Mean, it's so fucking cool. Every little bit of it got, got done. You know, the, instead of the vote, you know, thing, the little button, the vote button is turned to the curse instead of stream all it's scream all. Right. And it's more than that. They like, it seemed like they rewrote every piece of text on the front page to make it spooky. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Have you, did you notice the Easter eggs? Um, I, I, maybe not. I do notice that occasionally we get the jump scare of the song fight pops up. Yeah, uh, yeah. But can can you can you get that to happen, or is it just no? I think it's just randomly. I think it's a JavaScript thing. I'm not really sure. But there's another jump scare too. Like every now and then, there's just this howling shriek that happens randomly. That's why I don't leave it on the song fright front page, like while I'm recording the (laughs) podcast, because I would jump. Like the first time I heard it, it scared the crap out of me. I don't think I've caught that. I, I don't. I, I probably just have a my... bunch of tabs open with the song fight front page and and wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like killing this tab right now because I do not want to be scared. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, super cool. Great job, Lunkhead. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole Glenn case bitten by werewolf. That part of news, which is all werewolves of London by Warren <laughs> right, Zevon. Right. Right. Very. Very cool. Awesome. Everything's great. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful job. A lot of great stuff happening in the song fight community right now. And uh, of course, Spin Tunes is going on. And Lunkhead graciously provided us Spin Tunes folks with some boards, which is great. So there's some space on the song fight bulletin board. Yeah, yeah. And that's great. And uh, anybody here listening to this, you know, go sign up for Spin Tunes. It's a great competition. Only four rounds and a little less arduous than the uh, the Nurein because you get uh, most of a week in between songs and you get a little bit more than a week for, for any given challenge. For almost all of the challenges, you get to pick the title. It's more of a sort of a topic thing or a concept thing. So it's not quite as uh, restrictive as a lot of the Nurein stuff. And yeah, just just go. Uh, you know, in the past they've required signups ahead of time, but now they're saying that uh, you just sign up when you submit, or your submission is your sign up. And yeah. the sign up doesn't mean like you have to like do some weird registration thing. It's it's more that you just have to identify your band. It's great if you have some cover art. Uh, it's it's also cool if you have a bio and some links and swear and a like solemn that. oath. 
That's right. That's right. And that's more about kind of like song rights and stuff like that, that you're allowing them to post it and to use your song in the listening party. I think that's what a lot of you needing to register is for, just so that they can give you credit during the, the listening party. Right. And uh, and also to, to say that, you know, Creative Commons and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that I, I really appreciate it when folks write in and they give me some background on their songs. It's nice to have, you know, something intelligent to say. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, go to uh, either the Songfight Bulletin Board and hunt down the links there, or you can go to spintunescontest, all one word, dot blogspot.com. And you can see all the necessary details there. And it's great. It's a good, good, uh, good group of people, good group of contestants, and it's fun and it's good. All right. Cool. I had a couple of other things to just mention. Yeah. Um, first off, I, just, I wanted to, to mention that during the last podcast, I'd gotten a little mixed up and occasionally referred to the tearing history down fight when I'd meant to say the yes, you're a robot fight. So that was just a brain fart on my part. Just uh, wanted to apologize about that. And if it seemed like anything that I said sounded really confusing, it's probably because I was getting confused. Also, uh, just we may as well just mention that, you know, we wanted to have a guest uh, for this podcast that we're doing right now. And we wanted to have some more like musical bits, but we had to finish this podcast early. So this is going to be a little stripped down. You know, it's just going to be us griping, uh, no entertainment, you know, but uh, but we knew we had to get this podcast done and we had to get it published. Otherwise, you know, how are, how are you guys going to know who to vote for? Um, <laughs> I mean, you'd listen to these songs and you'd think. Hey, you know, this isn't Paul Anka. This isn't Coldplay. This isn't Eddie Rabbit or Leo Sayer. So, so who are we supposed to vote for? But, but, you know, we got your back. We will, we will let you know. Right. We're going to totally tell you how to think. Exactly. Exactly. Even though you don't recognize any of these songs, this is, you know, we're, we're, we'll be your guide through this quagmire of new, interesting music. I guess that's pretty much it. I had other stuff that I could talk about, but I think we've kind of already overdone a lot of that. Cool. Uh, let's launch right in. Berkeley Social Scene. You saw it on the screen With the colors shining bright You wanted to taste the rainbow Now you need it every night You know you shouldn't but it Just looks so good Right in the indigo And uh, Glennie wrote in again and gave me some background. So apparently Martin and, and family are in Paris. So Glennie gets the singing duties on this one. And uh, my notes say that uh, that initial guitar walk down that you hear in the beginning, it reminded me of the birds. And then I thought a little bit more, wait, it reminds me of Tom Petty wanting to sound like the birds. So it's like <laughs> it's like the start of the waiting is the is I think what it sounds like to me. Um, and yeah. initially, I thought this song was about a Skittles addiction, something about riding the rainbow. rainbow. But after a few listens, I, I got I got it in my head that it was about eating Tide Pods. Me too. And, and Me too, at, yeah. <laughs> if you look at a Tide Pod, um, it's like, it kind of looks like a wave. There's like a yin and yang of blue and green or something in the Tide Pod. Yeah. So totally yeah. makes sense. Uh, yeah. It took a couple of listens, but that's where I was like, what are they talking about? It's like, okay, yeah, that's got to be it. Yeah. So, you know, it's like riding the indigo wave, washing your insides clean. So yeah, yeah. didn't take yeah. long to pick up on that. Um, yeah. And there's this, there's this other great line. It's like, uh, you know, you shouldn't, but it, 
just looks so good. And then the backing vocals or the gang vocals go, so good. Anyway, <laughs> I, I really love that line and I like that repeated so good gang vocal. It's probably my favorite part of the song. It just sounds cool. These guys had some extra time to work on it. Usually Berkeley scene meets on Tuesday, but since it was due on Wednesday, they had two Tuesdays to work on it. And they spent the second Tuesday, according to Glenny, just like tuning the crap out of Glenny's vocals and adding gang vocals and other sort of backing vocal things. And um, yeah, that seemed like a good idea because it sounded great. Worth it. Yeah. Uh, My notes also say that Ken and Aaron... Uh, who is Lunkhead's wife, teamed up on the lyrics for this one. And I'm wondering if we're going to hear Aaron sing in a future Berkeley social scene track, which I think would be bad news for anyone hoping to win. Yeah. So yeah let, let's just hope that doesn't happen. Save that for Nurine. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, because we, we need fewer girls in <laughs> song fight. Is that what you're getting at? Maybe. I don't know. No. Just We'll just strike no. that from the record. And my yeah. very last comment is, how about that synth? About How that about, yeah, no, yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, so yeah, I thought it was great drumming, and and the riff also s- reminded me of something. I was thinking like some John Fogerty or something, a uh, song like that. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite pick pick it out, but because I was trying to, you know, I was trying to get it, and I listened to it a few times and couldn't quite pick it out. But yeah, uh, it also uh, sounds familiar, but that's not a bad thing. Um, the guitar work during the bridge is really good and very interesting. The, the lead vocals uh, were maybe only like kind of slightly pitchy here and there, but those here and there points were pretty key points. So it seemed really apparent to me. What else? I don't hate that synthesizer that comes in <laughs> at the last chorus. I just wish that they'd used a less harsh tone, you know, something a little less sharp. But but did you like it or <laughs> I did like it. <laughs> I thought it sounded great. And it was, you know, warbly in all the right places, like they were rocking the the, the mod wheel or something on it. I thought it sounded great. I thought I thought it was a little grating. I thought it was a little harsh. And uh, something with a, just a little milder tone, I think, was what I would have picked if it were me. But, you know, again, it's, uh, it was their choice. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's still a great song. Still voting for it. So, yeah, pretty happy. All right, cool. So next up, we got Berkeley Surf Sounds. We're too young to be in love. So we don't need to rush Let the waves roll over us At the water's edge Hand in hand with the setting sun Wishing time stood still And um, according to Glenny, like, he is a huge fan of the band uh, Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. Oh, yeah. Um, so that must mean he also loves Kids in the Hall. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, like, apparently, Glenny had this great guitar tone just for surf rock all set up, and he's been waiting for an excuse to use it. So this was it. And he did most of the music for this and then um, let other folks, you know, fill in the lyrics. I think Ken wrote the lyrics on this. And speaking of the lyrics, I, I really like the lyrics in this song. I mean, it's kind of a simple boy meets girl on the beach type love song, but I feel like it's a touch more poetic than I expect from Berkeley Social Scene. I really like the idea of there, you know, of someone like being so in a moment that's so perfect that they never want it to end. So yeah, I, I, I my ears perked up on the lyrics for this and I, I thought it was well written. Uh, I enjoyed that about the song, and of course, I thought the surf guitar sounds great. Yeah, this yeah. is not so much criticism as just me gushing. I'm afraid. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. That's I mean, your job, Ryan. Go go for it. 
Yeah. Well, here's what I, you know, I, I liked it too. I liked it. Uh, I thought it really successfully kind of recreated that style without, without like aping it. You know, it was not a parody. It was, uh, it was just really true to it. And I thought it worked well. I like the lyrics too. Uh, you know, it's a good love song, but it kind of sounded uh, to me a little bit like they were written by an AI program, you know, <laughs> like, like there's a lot of cliches with a couple of kind of awkward phrasings thrown in that made me think maybe it was an AI program or translated, you know, Google Translate or something like that. Because, yeah, tons of cliches, but then that lips embrace thing. I was kind of like, uh, and maybe some other things through there. But, yeah, but it's fine. I like it. Um, I'm not going to download it or anything, but I'm, I'm very happy to vote for it because I thought it was good. And, uh, and yeah, just, just a nice, nice song. And yeah. fitted really, really well with, uh, with the title. So, yeah. It reminded happy. me a lot of the B-52s who also have that kind of sound. Yeah. I actually bought my bass guitar from somebody who used to play with Dick Dale. So uh, I've got a, a slight weird connection to this uh, whole surf <laughs> kind of thing going. But, yeah, great bass guitar by Norma. Cool. All right, next up we've got uh, Faux Thoreau. Couldn't find any evidence that they've ever been in a song fight before. This song, immediately, I was like, okay, finally, here's something, here's a song I can really diss. Because, you know, on my first listen, all I really heard was that fizzy 8-bit sort of sizzly sound that just kind of hurt my ears a little bit. Like, it sounded like an Atari 2600 explosion. So you know it's not going to redeem itself. Nothing good is going to happen. But then... <laughs> Boy, I was wrong. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, this is a really well-composed and smart song in a lot of ways. Like, those fizzy 8-bit crashes, they're waves. And it took me a sec to get that. And they, they kind of arrive in a pattern like on the song you know and then so there's this other chiptunes melody comes in and there's you know chiptunes bass and stuff but then there's some like really pretty sort of pop singing in it yeah. i love the uh i'm drowning in indigo chorus and there's like a point in the chorus where his voice gets all distorted and breaking up and i think that's supposed to be like he's under the waves you know like all this digital sound is kind of making his voice distort it's a cool effect. And like towards the end of my second or third listen, you can hear like the waves crashing again at the, as the song ends. And I got kind of a chill. It was like, wow, this is really effective. So yeah, I did not expect to like this song. And because those 8-bit sounds are kind of grating on the ears a little bit, but yeah. it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, th this kind of reminded me of uh, Novox the Robot, who's a former semi-regular competitor in Songfight. And I mean that is is high praise. You know, the the verse melody is is wonderful. You know, it's just really really good good melody. But I I don't consistently love those hissy and buzzy choices. I think a lighter hand might have been better for some of this stuff. You know, because it's really eight bit, it's really hissy, uh, really buzzy. 
the the chorus is I thought less than amazing, but has a great resolution. So I I was fine with all of that. The the melody, the lyrics, the whole kind of an idea. Honestly, the verse melody just carries the whole song for me. It's just just beautiful, and the lyrics are good too. Uh, evocative, a little spooky. Definitely voting for it. Just wish uh, it had a, a bit of a lighter hand on some of those uh, trebly, hissy, buzzy kind of sounds that they picked. But other than that, yeah, great. Yeah, adding some sort of, you know, natural sounding acoustic instruments, I think, would have helped a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, accordion would have fixed the song entirely. Oh, no, definitely. Accordion <laughs> fixes everything, dude. Everything, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Micah, come back to us, man. We need your accordion. Yeah, we need a, a faux thoreau Micah combo. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so next we got Moon Man. Hi guys, it's me, Moon Man, and I found this beat on the internet. It's called Indigo by Eveningland. So today I'm going to talk about opening your third eye chakra, which is associated with the color Indigo, and how I'd like you to partake in the mass awakening, which I call Indigo Wave. Don't be a slave. Open up your sentimental eye to escape the grave. They got our people living down in Plato's cave. We need a reawakening, so let it flow the indigo wave. Time to misbehave. My notes say that Moon Man is telling the truth. He really did find this beat on the internet, and it is really called Indigo by Eveningland. So right off the top, we know that basically what this guy did is he grabbed some backing music from YouTube, and then he uh, just got a voice synthesizer and, you know, dropped it on top. But he did add some of his own cool stuff in here. Uh, like, I was sort of impressed by how he was able to piece together, like, snippets of synthesized voice to make it kind of meet a hip-hop flow. And he had to speed it up and slow it down so I, I do think that there was a lot of tedious work cutting and pasting these bits together to keep everything on beat. So I was impressed by that aspect of it. And, you know, I, I wanted to not like this. And because, you know, I think, oh, come on, this is just a backing track with some with some stuff plastered on it. I have to admit that, like, I had a big, dumb smile on my face, like, the whole time this was playing. Because, well, you know, just this, this hokey Eastern mysticism chakra bullshit, like, sung in this MC Hawking rap style, it just, it just cracked me up. Like, lines like, open up your sixth chakra and let the truth bomb rock ya. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it more than I should have. Yeah, I agree that you liked it more than you should have. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 that's, that's, that's half joking, but it's also true. I mean, I, I would probably not hate this song if they were actually performing the vocals. But, you know, as it is, I feel like I sat through a TV commercial, you know, just, just from that vocal tone. Yeah. And I, I get I, I also got that he had to have manipulated it a bit to to give it some of these inflections and some of the, some pitch also here and there. And, yeah, uh, not worth the trouble. You should have just gotten on the mic and uh, given it some actual, you know, good inflection and some, you know, just should have performed it. Uh, yeah. Just he should have either performed it or collaborated with somebody who would perform it because the, the rhymes are good. But the computer voice just tanked the whole thing for me. The take on the title was fine, but, you know, if I'm so annoyed with the presentation that I dread hitting play again, then this song is just not for me. And it's, it's, and it's that simple. So uh, I get how, how you could enjoy it. And again, the rhymes were great. I just uh, you just need to get a human in there performing it uh, and giving it some charisma because that was unbearable for me. <laughs> All right. Was, yeah. I don't think it's going to earn a vote from either of us, but 
Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were you were going to vote for it. No, I'm not. Which... I'm not feeling that charitable. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Next, we got Paco Del Stinko. At sail on the sea in search of the beast, he rides on an indigo wave. As the legend has told, he'll come for your soul, for the heart of your foolish or brave. And let's see, my notes say, it's a, she, it's a sea shanty down by the seashore about the legend of the indigo wave and apparently the creature that lives within and who controls it. Um, so I don't think Paco had his usual amount of time to work on this because there's, there's no backing vocals and there are little timing hiccups here and there on the drums, but there's still a lot to like here. And I come back to this a lot. Like, I admire Paco's use of dynamics. Um, yeah. And yeah. I just seem to always notice it every time. Like, in the last verse, the very last verse, all the instruments drop out except the guitar, which plays pretty quietly. And then Paco's voice drops almost to a whisper. And I, I it, it's at the point in the song where, you know, the, the singer is dead and he's in Davy Jones's locker. And he just, you know, his voice drops really low and it's cool and spooky at the end. And you then you hear the accordion at the end, which uh, I think it's buried for the rest of the song or pretty low in the mix. So, yeah, more accordion, like yeah. more <laughs> present accordion is what I need to say here. Yeah. Less dynamics. We want that <laughs> accordion all the way through. <laughs> I, I, I like the song a lot. I thought it was theatrical again, like he can be. And uh, there's uh, great drama in those dynamics. It's uh, great music and a great story. Uh, my only real criticism is that the melody doesn't change. You know, it just repeats five times uh, once for each verse. But it's a solid sea shanty with a great production and uh, great performances. And, you know, it'd be nice to have like a, a bridge or, you know, a really different chorus. But it's, it's very solid yeah. and uh, very enjoyable to listen to. Uh, very good for repeat listens. So, uh, yeah, I, I like I like the song a lot. Voting for it, definitely. It's also worth noting that Paco keeps pace with Berkeley Social Scene. He's still one song ahead. Uh, Glennie mentioned to me that in, he was originally wanting to submit two Berkeley Social Scene songs to sort of, you know, it's to catch up with Paco. But uh, apparently there's still that naming problem that Lunkhead is not quite fixed. So okay. nice try, Glennie. Nice try. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a, a bad slippery slope. You know, if Paco, if Paco then returns the next time with 40, you know, three second long entries or something like that, then, uh, you know, it's on. Yeah, that could get out of hand quickly. Yeah. All right, so next up we've got Pig Farmer Jr. a late submission or or late to appear on the front page anyway he probably got it in on time um so i didn't have as much time as i would have liked to have reviewed this because this just got released right not long before we uh we started recording this yeah. but i did get a few listens in 
and I am liking the extra production, uh, you know, on Pig Farmer's newer stuff. So it's it's good to hear more sounds, more, you know, more guitars, more stuff. Definitely an improvement from his G and G territory. Yeah. Uh, and I like the punky sounds, and I think he's sounding a little bit like Jello Biafra on here. He's, yeah, uh, that's what's in my notes too. Yeah. yeah, and I like it. I think it sounds great. And you know, I really wish that this song was about Smurf genocide or something kind of <laughs> punk related. But it's it's just it seems like it's a Wikipedia song. Like it just you know it describes what indigo color is and kind of some technical details. So yeah. it's kind of a miss on that for me. But like, yeah, Smurf genocide, that would have been the thing. Like it's a holiday oh. in Smurf Cambodia. I would have totally gone for that. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, this got posted like three hours before we started recording. Uh, so it almost got away from us. Let's see, What I, in my notes, I mentioned that the pauses between song sections, they can be done well uh, or done poorly. And like uh, last week, Third Cat did it really, really well because it was better incorporated into the transition. But here, you know, not so much. It's like, okay, that was the chorus, then three beats of silence, and now here's the next verse. You know, it's just, I, 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 that, that part didn't work for me at all. Um, but other than that, the song is kind of Dead Kennedys-ish, but with science lyrics instead of uh, Jello Biafra's great, you know, insightful political commentary. So it's, it's kind of like Dead Kennedys without the, you know, the real benefit of the Dead Kennedys. But the lyrics were fine. I kind of agree. It's one of those uh, Wikipedia songs, as some of our songs have been. Yeah, as purveyors of as. Wikipedia songs, we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The lyrics don't rhyme, but I don't think they have to. Uh, the song, you know, it's fine. It, it doesn't piss me off. Uh, I didn't hate having to listen to it more than once. It reminds me of Hoblet and uh, DK. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm, oh, I'm going to yeah. vote for it. He's got a yeah. definite punk delivery style as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I thought, I thought it was fine. I'm voting for it. Yeah. That was cool. cool. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Tandem Bandit. Drifting past the hourglass, the grave outside falls to my hand. Nothing ever really stays. Sailing the indigo waves. Another endless wishing well. Right away, you know, you hear this introductory, arpeggiated, bloopy 80s synth that kind of starts up. And, like, I couldn't help myself. Like, in my head, all I could hear was Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous <laughs> world of a man who does not exist. And, uh, yeah, it just, it's really stuck in the 80s, and it gives me that feel. And the. The verse vocals are a little bit flat. I mean, not pitch-wise, but in terms of emotion and feeling, they're just not really sold very well. Um, and they don't have a lot of movement pitch-wise to them. Mm -hmm. Things definitely improve as we get into the chorus. The choruses, you know, things get spicier. There's more happening. And there's a nice pop between the the verse and the chorus and musically I think that's the like the best part of the song yeah. I, my notes also say that this reminds me of Tangerine Dream and I kind yeah. of went through a Tangerine Dream period in the in the 90s yeah yeah 80s synthesizers and yeah it's uh I thought yeah I, I kind of I agree with what you said it's, it's sparse verses um that lead into full choruses and it's it's a uh, it's a pretty simple song that benefits from a careful use of instrumentation and some good choices. I think I would have preferred different drums, 
uh, when that drum machine comes in, I, I thought it was, you know, it was just a very, very kind of a simple beat, but it's all, I thought like almost any other drum machine setting would, would have, would have been better. Um, but it's still a good song and I'm voting for it. So yeah, I thought it was good. Cool. All right. So next up we've got shirts. She was a girl I knew. She wasn't better than you. Let's see what my notes say here. Small Town Mike is back with another under a minute song. I thought it'd be fun if maybe we could keep this review to under 30 seconds. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, this just gets in fast. It's quick. It rocks. Uh, and of course, I was waiting for it. And Mike did not disappoint me. There was a couple whoa backing vocals in that 40 seconds. Um, and I can see why Mike keeps going back to the same template because it works well and sounds good. But sometimes I, I, I just think he's trolling us. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I was mashing that vote button from the first goddamn note of this song. Uh, but come on, 40 seconds. You know, we need songs at least three times as long. You know, I, <laughs> I love the sound of this song, but I'm purposefully keeping this review extra, extra short. See how you like it. Nah. I'm going to vote for it. But yeah, yeah, Kay. I'm definitely voting. But but that's it. That's it. No more. All right. Bad songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we've got uh, Third Cat. It sounds like Third Cat is exploring some indie rock here, which I like. I uh, like those indie rock guitar sounds. And again, I'm impressed with the dynamic shifts, which is probably pretty normal for what he does, but it's something I'm sensitive to since, you know, sometimes I wonder if we need improved dynamics in some of our songs. So it's something I listen for. Uh, great lyrical economy as usual. So he stretches 36 unique words into this song and just a rel just a small handful of lyrics and they stretch right out. I do think it's cool that there's some fun wordplay in those relatively few lyrics. Like he has peace of mind and peace of mind, which I think is cool. Gotta love the homonym. I, th I think the guitar solo is a bit harsh compared to how lush and pretty everything else is. But, you know, that's that's just a pretty minor complaint. I'm, I'm impressed by the way he stretches those vowel sounds out. And, you know, if you can sing those words and stretch them out long, you don't need to write a ton of them. And that's great if you, you struggle lyrically. So, yeah, this is another great Third Cat song. I don't have a lot bad to say about it, and uh, I'm voting for it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it had great vocals. I thought his vocal work was uh, a little sort of different than than previous songs and, and really good. So uh, I was happy about that. And that there's this amazing beat switch at that like 32 second mark. Those uh, those switches back and forth from I think it's like 4-4 four, four to 6-8. They're, they're a little jarring, but in a really good way. Like uh, I mentioned in the past about how you can tell the great use of uh, an odd time signature or a great switch between time signatures because it doesn't hit you over the head. 
we notice in Glennie's songs that they have these these moves between time signatures and they're nice and smooth and they work really well or he uses a strange time signature but he does it in such a way that it sounds natural and good uh this is kind of the opposite of that you know but this works in this song because it's a jarring it's just still really really incorporated really well yeah i just love those switches back and forth the bad part of this song is i thought the pauses at like the 50 second mark are, are not as good as they did in their other songs but uh but yeah you know third cat is really doing things with their music I think they should be winning song fight on the reg. And um, I'm kind of tempted to change my voting habits in order to uh, make my vote for them mean more. You know, like if I vote for two out of 10, then it has uh, ostensibly more weight than voting for nine out of 10. And, you know, spoiler alert, this this time around, I'm voting for nine out of 10. So, yeah. Wow. There's some great stuff in this fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of great stuff, we've got Vom Vorten up next. What percentage of my adult life can I realistically spend wondering whether my symptoms are sickness or anxiety? This world is complex, my life's mess, but am I dying or just under a little stress? I know what option would be best. Another bouncy, fun Von Borton track. This reminds me a lot of his great stuff on Neurine. Like, I really like the lyrics about the protagonist wondering about the state of his mental health. We got top-notch production on this as usual. It really just sounds good in my headphones. I really like that line, ready with a pen, fill in the note to my employer saying, I need time away from work to treat my paranoia, which rhymes with yeah. employer. Yeah. Uh, don't like it? Great. Discuss it with my lawyer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that all rhymes because of his, his accent. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> Although we should try singing with a fake English accent sometime. What could go wrong? Yeah, uh, I like this we. <laughs> uh, not wild about the over-the-top spoken word bridge, but it's not bad. And I do like how that, that telephone voice vocal comes back to sing on the final chorus, which I think sounds really cool. And it's a little bit over-the-top there as well. Like almost like two of Bomb's personality singing yeah. on the track. Um, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. I am voting for it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I thought it was a great song. It's kind of like the the hit single of this week's Indigo Wave album. You know, it's it's just overflowing with charm and um, and the percussion. You know, I, I was kind of wondering what's going on with that. It, it sort of reminds me of like our homemade drums that we used in We Should. Some of the drums sound a little. I don't know. They're weirdly lo-fi in a in a good, charming way. Uh, yeah, I also don't love the spoken word stuff and what I guess is the bridge. And it rhymes and it fits the meter, so I just wish that they they picked out a, a melody for it instead of doing spoken word. And uh, yeah, I would have preferred to hear that song, but that's a minor thing. Still voting for it. Still think it's a great song. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Just chock full of hooks. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's uh, just good, good, good stuff. Yeah. All right, I think all that's right. it. That's all the songs, dude. Yeah, yeah, relatively short. No, um, no guests to muddy it up. Uh, no charming little musical com- comedic numbers to split this up at all. I don't know. Is there anything you want to talk about? 
Oh, let's see. Are we going to be back for the Burnt Orange offering fight, or are we taking a brief hiatus from Song Fight to focus on spin tunes? I guess it depends on how the timing works out. I suppose if the timing works out right, we can do a combined uh, Burnt Orange offering and uh, Spin Tunes Strange New World podcast. I guess it depends on how many entries we have. Like that could be 30 songs if we're not, you know, if we're unlucky. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's it's almost as easy to slap a podcast together with all of that. I guess, well, I don't know. We'll see. And we'll talk about it. We're obliged to do spin tunes. Contractually these. obligated. Exactly. Song fight, not quite as much, but I still think that it'd be good to keep this up. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about it. Sounds good. I can hear the theme music playing. Oh, okay. All right. Some last words. Uh, sign up for spin tunes. The first song deadline is 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, November 4th. For those of us on the West Coast, that means uh, 8.59 p.m. Uh, Sunday, November 4th. Get your songs in. The challenge is... They're made of meat. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Strange New World. You are an alien visiting Earth. Write about what you found. So, and Strange New World does not have to be the title. But yeah, check it out at spintunescontest.blogspot.com. Enter four rounds, a little bit nicer in terms of scheduling. And uh, yeah, just join up. All right, I think that's it. Yeah. All right, catch on the flip-flop.